Welcome into Three of the Hardaway, aka the three man Jalen Weave, aka the best big three since LeBron, D Wade, and Boss. We are back again a little early this week. Uh, Sheedy got some things he's doing over there. Uh, so we went ahead and just decided to record on Friday, releasing on Saturday. Uh, if you don't know who I am, I am the walking bucket, instant offense savage up here. We got my guy, the coach on the sideline, taking him to school on and off the court. And when I say it's really shitty, it's really shitty. Shitty well though. And what's happening, man? Another day, another dollar. Let's get it. Yes, sir. And then we also got my guy, your favorite DJ's favorite DJ, the sample man himself, Mr. Ted Shakira Took. What up? What's going on, man? What's going on? What's going on, people? Hey, just to let y'all know, there is no why in man. Again, no why? No why. <laughs> no I. Man. No, I, I mean, unless you're talking about the state. <laughs> you're not from Maine. I don't know nobody from Maine. So. I don't know nobody from Maine. <laughs> there is no I in Maine, but there is no wine Maine. M A N E is how you spell it. Shout out to Memphis. Period. That's it. That's it. That's it. I, uh, people who are uh, listening on your podcast platform, please give us a five star rating, leave a review. Let us know how we doing. If we doing terrible, then let us know that too. It is what it is. Uh, if you are on YouTube, stop the video right here. Leave a like, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and also leave a comment at some point during the uh, during the show. But we can go right into it, gentlemen. So we were uh, scheduled to do a top 10 shooting guard list, again, based on ESPN's positioning, so don't come for us. Uh, but we got breaking news yesterday, which surprised the entire NBA world. Donovan Mitchell, we knew he was getting traded at some point, uh, but he did get traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I'll go through the compensation. Utah receives Cleveland's unprotected first-round picks for 25, 27, 29, pick swaps for 26 and 28, uh, receiving Ochai Akbaji, Colin Sexton, who signed his four-year $72 million contract, and Lori Markman, and Cleveland, of course, receives Donovan Mitchell. So, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, I wasn't expect. I mean, Tuke was apparently expecting Cleveland. He had him number two on the list of destinations. So I'm going to let Tuke go first, man. What's your thoughts on this trade? I absolutely love this trade, brother. Uh, for one, I feel like, of course, they say the best player, you know, the, the team that wins is the one that got the best player. But I think they really got that and hit that right on the head. First off, Donovan Mitchell, we talked about him a little bit on the last podcast and I said that if he's in a role to be number two he's gonna thrive you know what I'm saying and the list of teams that I had you know based on that because we know he wasn't gonna stay with the Jazz I had the Raptors at my number one spot I think he would have fit in quite well with the Raptors then I had the Cleveland Cavaliers and the reason why is because one he's still only 25 years old he's still relatively young but he know how to drop a bucket when it needs to be dropped he knows what to do he he he's a veteran and putting and putting the ball in the hole and he's he regardless of the talent that utah wasn't able to fit him around you know outside the Rudy Gobert's defensive player i get that but utah didn't really get you know talent around him and they that was always an injury always injured couldn't get past couldn't get over the hump but Donovan Mitchell is a hell of a player that 25 points a game coming to a team that got Darius Garland, who be, you know, option A probably on this team, who have the ball in his hand. Cool. You got, you know, option three, who some games would be option two, Evan Mobley. Like, you got a small backcourt that you would have had if you would have traded, if you would have went to the Knicks. 
but you've got three legit six, nine players that can come in and fill that three, four, five spots to where it's all right, y'all go defend the shooting. We gonna, we got the paint. And I think and that's gonna transition into not only one of the better offensive teams in the league, but one of the better defensive teams in the league because Donnie Mitchell ain't gotta do all of it. So like I said, I'm a huge fan of this trade. Um, Colin Sexton was able to also get paid. So just a part of the Utah thing. Of course, they had him just on the sideline ready to be used literally for a situation like this. And I think that the Utah Jazz, uh, the, the Cavs came with a better option and a better package than the Knicks did. And now we're talking about Donovan Mitchell and how they're going to be a top three, top four seed in the Eastern Conference easily. I may be lowballing it right now, but, you know, give it time. But I think we're going to be watching something beautiful, you know, not just for next year, but years to come. Like I said, he's only 25. He's going to fit in with this city and with this culture perfectly. And I can't wait to watch the scene, to be honest with you. Who would have known? I'd be saying I can't watch a Cavs scene without LeBron James. I know, right? Like, this, like they were already exciting to watch last year. Like, just with, with – well, not, not even, I don't know if the Colin Sexton played last year, but the year before that, like, Sexton year. going against Brooklyn, like, that game was crazy. But even last year, Garland was playing well, Mobley's playing well, Jerry Allen's playing well. They had two All-Stars. They had All-Star in Cleveland with Garland, Allen, Mobley could be an All-Star, and you get another yeah, All-Star. It was an All-Star. So, you yeah. Got yeah, so you you legit have four potential All-Stars. You literally do. So, yeah, Cleveland is a, is a very watchable team, man. But, Shady, what you think, man? Yeah, um, I echo what everything that Tuga said already and what you said as well, Savage, already. I think the other thing here is Cleveland has a score to come off the bench um, with instant offense with Karis LeVert, um, who was not used as a trading piece as well, what I think, you know, probably was part of the initial talks possibly. But um, he'll, you know, I would assume play more of a six-man role. I don't see why he would start at this point, but it's proven to give buckets. Um, Donald Mitchell gets into not a huge spotlight. I think Cleveland is a growing and budding city, but it's not the New York, so to speak. Um, I look forward to what they can do. Um, Evan Mobley, I'm, I've been high on Evan Mobley, man. Um, and those three young guys, along with the, the rim protector of Jared Allen, um, is huge. And even Carousel Verge is young, too. Like, everyone on this team is very, very young, besides Kevin Love is probably the oldest player on their team. Um, and so you look forward to what they can do. You know, Grizzlies were a young team and how well they matriculated the past season. Um, the question will be how far will they go? Um, and I think that's going to take some maturity um, within the playoffs as well. Um, but I think they, they're definitely not in a playing scenario at all um, and definitely should be requesting a home game, game one and game two, for wherever they start the season at this point. Yeah, that's that's a top four team in my opinion out east. It, 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 that's too much talent. Uh, they have I, I said it. Um, I forget what episode it was, but like the Cavaliers have the good problem of having good young players and good veteran players. And now you're adding another good veteran player, and you didn't really lose any of your core. Like whenever you can trade and you get that, you win that trade automatically. Like I know Utah is planning for the long term future, so they win in that regard. But as far as like just what's on the on the court right now, like give me Cleveland all day long. Give me potentially four All Star caliber players in my starting five right now. Give me a potential six man of the year off the bench of Karis LeVert. Not to mention Isaac Okoro, who's still coming to his own right now. You know what I'm saying? And you got a good coach in JB Bickerstaff who gets to coach this young team. Uh, in a low pressure environment, but still you got good young players, man. So I um 
I, I was looking at uh, the Jazz side of it, since y'all talked about the Cleveland side of it. The Jazz got 12 first-round picks for the next seven years. <laughs> they got three next year. I mean, they got three next year, and I think they get like three and 25. So I'm, I'm expecting them to try to trade to get some kind of superstar at some point uh, or like draft uh, Wimban Yama next year and then move the other picks to get somebody else to play with him. But I mean, that's that's your boy Danny Ainge too. He he over here working the phones and working these fools and all other teams. <laughs> the leprechaun and still got the leprechaun powers with him. Man, I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, he is finessing. Uh, did you did you find an answer to your question as far as which roster was better? Uh, you actually didn't agree with me last night. I thought that was oh Grizzlies and 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 Cavs. I mean, I I, I said with no injuries, obviously, um, including like Jaren. Jaren's hurt. He out for a couple months. Uh, I'm still, I don't know, man. <laughs> if you ask me, would I rather have four all stars and a young team in the Eastern Conference? I'm like, man, ooh, I don't know. But I think, I think that the Grizzlies, I think the culture of the Grizzlies might be stronger than the Cavaliers. But at the, at the end of the day, you got to go out there and play for 48 minutes on the court. We're going to see. Uh, I think this raises the Cavaliers' uh, ceiling a lot more. Uh, to have that additional scoring. Donnie Mitchell can score, ladies and gentlemen. He's six foot one, and they giving him that. But the man put the ball in the cup. It's, 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 it's 27 points a game easily, easily. Darius Garland putting up 21 points a game easily and can and can do more, you know, but he's distributing the ball. So it's I, – I, I didn't want to get into whether they're going to be a contender uh, this upcoming season just yet. We'll save it for a later show. But, I mean, right now, that like that's impressive. That's, that's, that's an impressive uh, roster. So – uh, like to mention, uh, Donovan Mitchell is in a role where he is technically number two. Uh, I'm sure they probably alternate between that, depending on the night, depending on who's hot. Uh, which got me thinking as we segue into shooting guard, number two, obviously. Uh, but I have an activity for for both of y'all. So as I was concocting my top ten list, I was like, okay, let me look at the shooting guard position across the landscape of the NBA in terms of awards and you know all nba teams and roles on their teams things like that so my question for y'all is can y'all guess how many shooting guards made an all nba team the past five years and can you name them so one first question how many shooting guards have made all nba teams can y'all guess and how how many years past five years and we're talking all NBA team, first, second, third. Yep, uh, each all NBA team. Just total, total amount for the past five years. Total number of players. One. More. It's more than one. <laughs> okay, than one. I'm about to say you asking this question, bro. Like more than it's one. A trick question. It's 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 it, it caught me off guard, but it's more than one. It's definitely more than one. I say about twenty five. Twenty five. <laughs> past five years? Nope. The past five years? No, nah, it's, it's it's way lower. Okay, than that. way lower than that. I'm gonna go with last five years. Last five years shooting guard for all three all NBA teams. Yes, uh, total the total amount uh, of shooting guards. Uh, I'm gonna go with nine. Nope, not nine. Less than that. Less than that. Less than nine. Five. There have been wow. five shooting guards in the past five years that have made all NBA teams. So all NBA teams is is more so backcourt. In front court and um, 
Well, I guess it's just backcourt and frontcourt from what I saw. They have like the like positions on there, but I've seen cases where they put two point guards on the all NBA team. I think it was like Steph and and um Steph and Damian Lillard one time, something like that. So yeah. now it's it's five five shooting guards. Can y'all name the five shooting guards that have made an all NBA team the past five years? Okay, Devin Booker. Devin Booker made it first team last year. That's one. James Harden. James Harden made three. The past five years, mm-hmm. that's two. Jalen uh, Brown, Jalen Brown, nope. Oh my God, Clay, Clay. Paul, nope. Paul George, Clay Thompson has him. Clay Thompson has not. Paul George made it as a forward, small forward. Wow. He don't count Clay though. He Thompson. don't count. He don't. Oh, Zach Levine. Nope. <laughs> you just knew you was right too. Right. <laughs> so we got Booker and Harden right now. Three more. Go hard. Hold on. So you finna have Donovan on. Mitchell. Nope. Bradley oh. Bill. Bradley Bill is another one. He made it in 2021, 13. That's three. Two more. Uh, I don't think y'all guess the last two. I don't think so. Over the last Man. five years. But last five years. And I, I'll give y'all this hint. So it provides some context. These last two made it in 17 and 18. So it was a while ago, but <laughs> oh, man. I, I, do y'all want a hint? I'll give it's you a hint. Say what? Say what? Not CJ McCullough. Wow. No, nah, not CJ McCullough. He ain't been an all-star game yet. So he, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Dang. All right, give me one more hint. Sheedy should know who this is. One of them. It least. was Dwayne? Nope. I'm finna say. Hell I'm about to say. You, you, you are getting warm. <laughs> Pun intended. Jimmy? Victor Oladipo? Oladipo. He made it in 17, uh, 18, uh, made 13. Now you got one more. That's true. Oh, wow. One more. This player is no longer on this team anymore. Oh, that helps. So you got, <laughs> you got Booker, Bill, Harden, and Oladipo. This player was a, a, a beast this year in the regular season. What happened in the playoffs with this player? I mean, he does what he does in the playoffs. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Man. Eastern Conference. Oh, I... Eastern Conference. Jalen Brown? Nope. <clears throat> he no longer play. He's one of the best players in his, in his franchise history. His first team. One of the best players in franchise history. They let him go. DeMar DeRozan? DeMar DeRozan made oh, second team, 17, 18. So, again, mm. the past five years, mm. total, five shooting guards have made it. Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, James Harden several times, DeMar DeRozan, Oladipo. So wow. that that for me provided context for the shooting guard list, where a lot of these guys shooting guard play is not as high as mm. we think. Is no. there are some quality players in in this position, but it's not a strong position in terms of like all star in all NBA. You think about a lot of the point guards, Steph, uh, Ja, Trey, you know all these other players who are all NBA kind of players that you want on your team, but it's like shooting guard not as strong, definitely not as strong, at least from my point of view. Um, so that was kind of like an activity I thought about as I was doing this. Uh, so it was hard. <laughs> it was hard making this list for me. Uh, one more thing that I did kind of want to point out to were the All-Stars last year for the Western, uh, well, the Western representatives, I should say. I know they picked like a pickup game. but So you had Stealth, point guard, Ja, point guard, Devin Booker, shooting guard, Donovan Mitchell, shooting guard, Jonte Murray, shooting guard, and then CP3. Mitchell and Murray are no longer in the West. So that opens up two spots 
for two other Western shooting guards. And we'll get into the Western shooting guards in the list at some point. Or point guards. Or point guards. We're going to see. I don't know if they're going to bring in six point guards from the West, but hey, this is a conversation for another day. We, we, we had a talk a while ago, and let's be real, how I thought it's going to be five starting point guards eventually. <laughs> it might be. It might be at some point. Hey, it's going to get there. <laughs> so without further ado, I, I've done enough talking. I want to hear y'all's uh, honorable mention first. Let's go around and do honorable mention for shooting guards. Whoever wants to whoever wants take. You got that first, row. All right, sorry guys, I'm on my phone, so let me pull up. All right, so honorable mention for me um, is one of my honorable mentions, I should say, is Desmond Bain. Um, as honorable mention for shooting guard, I think that this upcoming season, we've already talked about how Triple J will be down for a considerable amount of time, and I think I can carry this team, but how well he can carry this team with the help of Desmond Bain. I think Desmond Bain takes another step up this upcoming year. I think this is his third year, and I think Tuka's always told us on the third year with guards, we got to look out for him. So Desmond Bain, to me, um, is a player shooting guard to look out for. Um, the other one that I picked as well, talked about him a little bit last week. Um, but again, this is all about Tuka right now. Um, if Tukes promise for this team to make it to the playoffs happens, I think it's going to be because Anthony Simon steps up as well in a huge way for the trailblazers. Um, he's going to be one to look out for. He's just got a contract. Now he gets to play with Dame a little bit more, um, cause he didn't have him, you know, last season or whatever, kind of like his own team. And let's see how he kind of works this with, with Dame and, Ran down there, a little bit healthier trailblazers. Again, playing team for me, but we got playoffs here with two. So I, I got Anthony Simons and Desmond Bain uh, for two honorable mentions to look forward to next season. All right, all right. Uh, the first one, going ahead and get mine out the way. I've been raving about him the last couple of pods, so I guess one more time shouldn't hurt, right? That's my guy, Jonte Murray. Unfortunately, he's been labeled as a shooting guard. By whatever reason, by ESPN, we know he's a point. He's not on your list, too? He's not on your list? He's not on my list. Ah, okay. It has hurt me, but the least I can do is give him honorable mention because I know he's going to have a great season. I know he's going to ball out. Just got to know how him and him and Trey Young going to click, you know what I'm saying, before I declare him in the top 10. But, John Murray, you got all the respect in the world for me. Uh, another one, another one would be uh, your guy Van Vliet. Uh, I couldn't put Vliet in my top 10, but he averaged 20 points a game last year for Toronto, and they were a top four seed. All-star, too. All-star. Mm-hmm. Give me, all-star. So um, I couldn't put him in my top 10 for sure, but still wanted to give show love to the Eastern Conference guy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Still got Toronto in the playoffs for sure. So um, and he'll be a reason why that happens, averaging 20 points a game. So definitely got to give my flowers what they do. So. I um like Sheedy, I had um Anthony Simons on my list. Again, walking bucket, literally. Uh I, I look forward to seeing him in a in a role where the team is much better. He had that to some extent when McCullum was there and they were a better team, but now you're in that starting role and, and now you're expected to be one of the leaders of the team. The man looked like he about 16 years old, but I swear he like what 24, 25 now. He kind of up there in age and as far as like being a veteran on the team. So 
uh, Anthony, Anthony Simons was one. And then I also, I know, Took, you had Fred Van Vliet. That was one of my original ones. But I, I went with Lou Dort for Oklahoma City. Uh, I think Lou Dort is a – he's a, a lockdown defender on the perimeter, improving his jump shot. And I was hoping to see Chet play with OKC uh, for the upcoming year. But the injury in, in the in the Seattle Pro-Am kind of threw things off with that team's trajectory. So um, one could expect him to have to step in and, and, and contribute – um offensively and defensively for uh the the Oklahoma City Thunder alongside SGA and Giddy and all those players. So I had Luke Dort as my other uh honorable mention. Uh, you see he can average. You think he can average? Uh, I can see him in the in the in the high teens, like 18, 17 points a game. Um kind of I, I think kind of of like the mode of like Drew Holiday, where it's like a big guard that can still get his buckets, but also lock down your best player on the other end. Uh, I, I think it's about opportunity for him. He he, he just got to get into a, a, a winning situation, and he got paid this offseason. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I, if I like, if you put him on like another like a contender, he's gonna be very valuable. I think, and I think right now it's kind of like, and the team ain't good, so you just kind of just you just kind of padding your stats. Kind of like Drew Holiday, like mm-hmm. early Drew Holiday with the Sixers. Like it was like you padding your stats with the Sixers right now. With half the stats, and then he mm-hmm. came on. Bucks and now you're a championship. Yep. I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I got exact you. same old. Yep, exact same old. So, all right, those are honorable mention. Let's get to the to the list, gentlemen. So, uh, shit, do you want to go first? Well, that's fine. I got us. Uh, let me pull up my list again. All right, can y'all still see me right now? We good? Yep. All right. So, uh, at number ten, this person, I think, if if and when they are healthier, can rise a little bit higher in this list. Um, and again, if this team that Savage has chosen is to make it to the playoffs, I think it will be also because Zach Levine um, is ready to go and get back to where he can be. So I got Zach Levine at number 10. I have Van Fleet actually at number nine. Um, what he did for the Raptors – um, this past season up until he got hurt was just tremendous um, at his size, his stature um, and still scoring uh, incredible um, is enough to say, you know, up there with Gary Trent as well. Um, but the Raptors went as far as Van Fleet can take them as well, uh, but scrappy team nonetheless. <sighs> now, I mean, for those that are listening, this list is based upon how I felt they did last year and how I feel like they have to prove things going into this year. So I said that to say at eight, I got DJ Murray. Um, I think that if the Hawks are going to be a playoff team, um, that DJ is going to have to fit in that role to your point, took a little bit earlier than later. Um, I think he has the potential to do so, especially when you watch those Spurs games. Um, I know it's not the same coach, but, you know, he did carry a team pretty much by himself. And now he's going to get more than enough help uh, there. After him at seven, uh, I got Donovan Mitchell. Um, Not a top five for me uh, as shooting guard. Um, And so I'll just leave that conversation there because I know it's going to come back up. Um, with Donovan Mitchell, great player can score. Yes, yeah, you're um, right. He's definitely <laughs> can score. Um, but 
now I'm going to give you your best on defense. And I, I will say it like this. Come playoff time, I'm definitely not afraid of him in playoff time. Um, now, will things change in Cleveland? I hope so. Um, but number seven for me is Donovan Mitchell. And at number six is game six himself, Clay Thompson. Uh, I think Clay Thompson coming back on a full year um, had more clear. Um, I think last year he just was kind of like trying to get back to it, but now you've had a full year to recover, even after getting another championship ring. I'm um, improving that you're still the number two dog on that team, or sometimes number one. Uh, so I got Clay Thompson at six, um, like I said, Mitchell seven, Murray eight, Van Fleet nine, and Levine at ten. Go ahead, two. All right, let's get it. So for number 10, I actually got Desmond Bain in my top 10. Um, led the NBA in three-point percentage last year. We know how he shot the ball. We, we know what Desmond Bain can do. And the fact that he just is something special, the way we see John Moran is something special about Desmond Bain and the way he's able to shoot the hell out the ball. You know, put up 18 points a game last season. I think with Jaron being, being out, I think we're going to actually utilize him more. Um, so is a chance we may see Desmond Bain averaging 20 points a game. And if so, which I think uh, that'll put him in my top 10. Uh, number nine, I got Zach Levine, number nine uh, as well. The reason I got him so low is because I do got to consider one year record two where I got, you know, you going next year, which I said earlier, you know, a couple of pots ago that I don't have the Bulls in the playoffs, but also for three, the go-to guys, DeMar Rosen. it's not Zach Levine. So that's that's why I got him so low. If he was a go-to guy, he'd be higher. And we've seen what Zach Levine can do. He's averaged, you know, he averaged 24 last year, but the season before averaged more. So we know what he can do. But, you know, um, maybe they can prove me wrong and, and end up making the playoffs. But <laughs> I, I doubt it. But Zach Levine is definitely a top top 10, top, uh, top 10 shooting guard. Uh, number eight, just based on a record, I got CJ McCollum as well. I got him in the play ins, you know, possibly playoffs of uh, the Pelicans. Um, average 23 last game. Look, you know, I think they're going to be a lot more comfortable um, in playing with each other. But of course, you got Zion coming back. And I think, honestly, Brandon Ingram's out for blood this, se this season. So I can't wait to talk about the smile for it uh, next, e next week. Um, but as far as CJ McCollum go, veteran shooting guard, know what he can do, put the ball in the hole, average 23 last season. I think he'll probably average about the same. So um, I got him at number eight. Uh, number seven, a column game six, Clay. Um, he got a lot. He, to me, he has a lot to prove because honestly, I think you got pulled that's kind of inching up on him. Now, I won't dare disrespect the second greatest shooter of all time for sure. But if you looked at how, you know, Clay, of course, he was just coming back from injury. But now it's like, all right, man, you got full summer to do what you got to do, get your body, get your mind right. Are you going to come back and be the second best shooter of all time, as well as going back to the locking down, you know, the, the, the best perimeter player like he used to in the 15, 16 days. So lots of, uh, for uh, Clay Thompson to prove, um, but I think he'll get it going as well. Um, and number six, I got Paul George. Um, Two-way Mr. Paul George, of course, the ball will be on Kawhi hands a lot more, but we can't disrespect what he did before he went out last season. It was made to play us for a reason. So um, that's, <laughs> once healthy, that's a team that's that's going to compete for a championship. Like, it should fear everybody else. Um, and I think that Paul George is finally getting his rhythm back. Um, we used to, we, you know, made fun of him a couple years ago, uh, whatnot, but doing, you know, crazy shit. But he found his rhythm back. Ty Lue was there to give him motivation as well. 
Um, and Paul George, you know, one of the best two-way players in the league to get my top six shooting guard. All right, so I don't have Clay Thompson in my top team. Don't look at me crazy, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I need that explanation now. <laughs> so, uh, like you, like, I, I respect all-time grace, man. Like, Steph Curry, I could not put him lower than one in the point guard list just because it's Steph Curry. Clay, I feel like the remnants we saw of Clay in the playoffs where he wasn't performing as well, I feel like we're going to see a little bit more of that because of just natural career regression with like the injuries, his movement is not as good in terms of like defense. Defense is kind of gone for Clay. I think it's just like it's not it's not as what it used to be where he was like an elite perimeter defender. Uh, shooting on beater, I mean that's that's a, that's a sniper. He, he, shooting on beater, but I feel like his limited mobility is what is what his game was predicated on. His 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 uh, screen and uh, V cuts, run the baseline, coming out. Now, Steve Kerr, great coach, is going to figure out something. But I think that I feel like and he's not on my list, Poole not on my list, but I feel like Poole has better value for the, the Warriors right now in his role, even if it's off the bench. I feel like Poole provides more right now. Clay's still a great – I mean, this is one of the greats of all time, in my opinion. He should be top 75. I don't know why they didn't do that. But but I don't have my top 10. Sorry, I just don't. So, number 10 <laughs> – Number 10, I actually have C.J. McCollum uh, for the reason that, that Tevin mentioned. Uh, I feel like he has an offseason with the Pelicans. Uh, he's going to be able to, to get comfortable with that team. They have him playing like a combo-ish kind of guard where he's going to be a point guard slash shooting guard, but he's primarily a bucket getter, ladies and gentlemen. He ain't – that's his job is go get buckets. And Lord knows if you're a Grizzlies fan, you know about C.J. McCollum getting buckets on you. With Pelicans, Blazers, it don't matter. He's going he gonna to get buckets on you. So I have McCollum at 10. Number nine, I had uh, away game Bain. Uh, I feel like Bain has potential this year to to leapfrog into the top five if he develops how he's supposed to develop. Uh, people get on him for his size, his wingspan, but he's one of the better perimeter defenders in the league. He gets steals, he gets rebounds, he gets assists, and Lord knows that man got a right hand on him. Like that man can shoot the ball with the best of them. Uh, so Des Bain's at nine. He can go top five at some point if he does what he does. If you compare his his per thirty six numbers to like other players like like Bill and Levine, very eerily similar. So if he gets in the number of minutes that we know that uh, Jenkins not gonna give him, he could have way better numbers. But I get uh, Bain at nine. At eight, I get Jonte Murray because uh, I feel like. I know I always say anybody can get buckets on the trash team, but he plays defense, man. Anybody plays defense, you know they they play well, they perform well, no matter where they are. So even if the shot is not falling for Jonte Murray, I feel like on defense for Atlanta, he's going to provide something that they didn't have before. They didn't, they never had a lockdown defender like they've had with Jonte Murray, who can get rebounds, get steals, get blocks, can score, all that good stuff. So I have Jonte Murray at eight, at seven. I got Zach Levine. Um, I'm kind of iffy about Zach Levine sometimes because, like, with DeRozan there, he kind of stood in the corner a lot. He wasn't; he was more so watching than actually being involved. Um, he has an injury history that I'm kind of skeptical about. I just saw about Lonzo again. I mentioned in the point guard episode. I couldn't include Lonzo because Lonzo got too many injuries. Zach Levine also injury prone, but when he plays, I mean, he can score 40, 50 points if he wants to. So I had Zach Levine uh, at seven. Uh, and at six, where I had McCollum, Bain, Murray, Levine. Yeah, six. I got Paul George at six because I mean, Paul George is still 
a, a two-way uh, player, offense, defense, facilitating. Um, I'm going to assume that that they're healthy this year with, with him, Kawhi, John Wall, and the Clippers, another team that can make the finals if everything just goes well for them as far as, like, the, the injury history. Uh, Paul George, I mean, we, we make fun of him. I make fun of him all the time. But I acknowledge game because the man got game. So, Paul George at number six, and that's my six. Through 10. I don't know if y'all wanted to tap me for Clay Thompson, <laughs> but uh <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say, man. That man is the second best shooter of all time. Man. I agree. I definitely agree. <laughs> he said he said he's just not making this list making right this, now. Man. That's all that's all he's saying. He ain't making the list. <laughs> well, I, do, I, do, I do understand, you know, watching John Poole, you know, kind of exposed from nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I was somebody that did watch the games when they were losing, but I was telling y'all, like George, you know, uh, John Poole, uh Juan Anderson was 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 balling out, you know what I'm saying? So Warriors had a bunch of young players, right? Mm-hmm. But as far as Jordan Poole go, I think the way that he'll be able to facilitate in that second unit, I do understand why you think that he'll have value in Clay Thompson as well. So um mm-hmm. of course he averaged 18 a game, but I think his assist mm-hmm. numbers up as well. And I would love for to see Jordan Poole get him more playmaker positions. But mm-hmm. I think Clay defensively, if he's able to just get back to at least 80% or 90% of what he was offensively. Mm-hmm. I kind of think the value for Clay kind of goes like this to to drum pool, but yeah, I mean, both a four time champion, yeah. I, I feel like the Warriors are like the ultimate team. There are like the sum of their parts. Like everybody is mm-hmm. better because everybody is together. Like literally, strength yes. numbers applies to the Warriors to where like <laughs> Steph Curry is the best point guard in the league. Clay Thompson, in your opinion, is top ten shooting guard in the league. Draymond mm-hmm. is a top you know power force wherever he is in the league, and it just it goes across with everybody. So it just that's. That's just good culture right there, man. It's, it's when you are maybe not as good as, as people think you are, but because of the team around you, you were just like, you know, way, way better. What, what's funny is because I think like the perfect net mix of Sean Livingston and Nick Young. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think the Warriors know their system. They go out and get like French four and just different players that come back and just complement the system and they just keep going back and forth, back and forth. That's why they're so great. Like you got, they, they know their system. Yeah. And it's beautiful to watch on the court. Facts, facts, facts. Mm. All right, five through one. Shitty, what's up? What you got? Uh, I remember my five. For those of you on YouTube, you get to this lovely picture of the Shitty's <laughs> family. <laughs> Kind of the sheeties. The sheeties. I'm gonna call them the sheeties. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can you still see me now? Yeah, you good. We're good. All right. My fault, y'all. Are you good? Um, but yeah, that was the family, everybody. Um, but at number five, man, I got the guy from DC, uh, Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill can give you 30 plus a game. Um, he made that comment about you know, if I can bring a championship here, like how sweet that would be, so to speak. I wish he would take the if out and say win. Like, I wish he had a little bit more of that dog in him to say that. But I think Washington has proven over these past couple of years that, Bradley, this is your team. These are the keys. Um, We thoroughly believe in you. Um, And so I believe he's going to take another leap, of course, if he can. Um, Definitely going to be an all-star. Um, and hopefully maybe second team all NBA, who knows? I might be just be saying some stuff for him right now, but Bradley Beal for sure, uh, to me, uh, is number five. Number four, 
um, is this one guy uh, in Philadelphia, man, James Harden. Um, I think he has a little bit of a more depleted role that makes him more efficient this year. Um, I think Maxi again, is ascending as a top 10 point guard in the league and James Harden because he's going to play a little bit more off ball. And I think his numbers will become more efficient for him. Um, and, you know, when he got traded to the Nets, he was almost putting up a triple-double uh, for weeks. Um, and so, I don't know, man. I, I just feel that energy coming back one more time for James Harden if he wants to make a run with this Philadelphia team um, at all. Number three, this is where I put Paul George. Um, I put him here because of what I've seen him do time and time again on the court when healthy. Um, I think if we're going to talk about the, and I'll talk about the Clippers being a title contender, you have to put some players in a top five role. Um, and I think it has to be more than one. Um, so I definitely got Paul George up there. Um, I think he's going to be coming for blood this upcoming season and knowing that he doesn't have to be the alpha dog, so to speak, on the team. Um, and that's going to be interesting to see how the Clippers do with him. Number two. Jalen Brown uh, for the Celtics. Jalen Brown has proved his worth time and time again. Um, they may say trade scenarios, but, I mean, they're right back off the table. He is an integral piece for the Celtics. Um, even when he blows some stuff, some assignments sometimes, man, but he'll get it back on defense. Love to see that. Uh, he knows when to take over when Jason Tatum is not having it as well, which is good chemistry for those two players. Um, and this player, I think he's just making more leaps and leaps every single year. Um, and I look for him to take that next next season. Um, and number one, I mean, Devin Booker, um, he was in the MVP race last season. Um, again, you're talking about a team who, from start to finish, had the best record. Chris Paul hurt. Devin Booker stepped up, does what he needs to do. Um, and is an untouchable piece. Um, we're talking about shooting guards and all NBA teams, so to speak. You trade the house for Devin Booker. Um, and so his value to the team is astronomical. Um, it's only exceeded with having, you know, Chris Paul there as well. Um, but beforehand, and even still now, this is still known as Devin Booker's team. Um, and to me, he is the best shooting guard in the league. So um, again, BO5, Harden 4. George three, Brown two, Devin Booker at one. So I was just uh, actually pretty similar shitty outside of one player that you don't have in your top five that I guess we had a conversation about. Uh, but number five would be Brad Bill. Like you, like you said, everything about you, uh, what you just said is right on the spot. Um, they're a team that will be in the playoffs. I don't, you know, um, in the playoffs for sure. And not even in the play-ins, like a legit playoff team. Um, but I think Brad Bill would go back to averaging, you know, what he was averaging before his injury. Now, well, I'd say about 27 a game. Um, before his injuries, he was averaging 30, C, 30 points a game. And that was yeah, – he was he was way down this year. I was like, 23? I was like, that, that ain't Bill. That ain't Bradley Bill. 30 <laughs> points, 30 points, 23 points. So, I think that's going to go right back up to about 27, 28 a game. Um, and, of course, you got a team that will be in the playoffs. So, uh, I got Brad Bill. At number five, she do you actually, and it's crazy, like right on the spot, you actually convinced me about James Harden. Um, Y'all know me, I'm furthest further from the James Harden fan, but in the regular season, I give the guy props. He knows what the hell he's doing. 
Um, I'm happy that the refs finally caught on to his games because at one point I just didn't like watching James Harden play. But he knows what he's doing and he's putting the numbers. But last year the numbers showed that James Harden averaged 21 points a game. Uh, that was his, the lowest in our 10 years, honestly. Um, and do I expect it to go up? Maybe, maybe not, because we both expect Tyrese Maxey to ball the hell out next season. We expect Joel Embiid to come in. I think the Anthony Melton got something to prove as well. So he may come in off the bench and scoring a little bit more. Uh, so I think that scoring will be kind of about the same, but he was second in assists last year. So um, I think you, uh, I think James Harden will, of course, be the ball dominant player, but he'll be looking to get others involved and hopefully just win more. And I think I got the Sixers, I think, in my number three seed in the Eastern Conference. So, um, yeah, James Harden, actually, I had him higher, but you convinced me to bring him down just a little bit more than four because, hey, information changed just right on the spot on the podcast. <laughs> so, shout out to you for that one. Um, number three, Donovan Mitchell, man. Um, this trade, I love the fact, like I said earlier, this is one of the perfect teams for him, perfect landing spot for him. Um, he was second in shooting uh, guards and scoring last year, last season at like 25, 26. Um, do I expect him to average that? Honestly, yeah. Um, he, he's a pure bucket for sure. Um, I think they'll, I think, um, who's the coaching caps? Coach Bickerstaff, I think he'll find a way to make uh, him and, and Garland exist. And I think Garland can learn still a lot from, from Mitchell, even though Mitchell's, like I said, just 25. That Donovan Mitchell, he'll be something special. And I think that he can be able to focus more defensively. So I think we'll see a much better defensive uh, Donovan Mitchell out there playing. So um, I got him at number three. Uh, number two, I got Jalen Brown. Uh, Jalen Brown, to me, we can debate this all day. And I'm, you know, I love the debates. But to me, he's the most important Celtic on the team. Um, of course, a lot of people would say Jason Tatum, but it literally took Jason Tatum's playoff you know, run this season for me to say, all right, Jason Taylor, I see why the Celtics are growing through him. But if you were to ask me who I, me personally, have Shakir would want to build a franchise with outside, you know, between Jason Taylor and Jalen Brown, I'm going Jalen Brown because he is that offensive dog. He's going to guard the best player on the other team and he's going to average 25 points for doing it. And I think because Jason Taylor is on that team and the Celtics are going, you know, running through him, I think that kind of diminishes offensive abilities as well. Of course, you can do better of, you know, going left a little bit more like, you know, the critics say, which is true. You can definitely go left and, you know, do a little bit more, you know, consistently in a post, but still you, you average a 25 a game and you guard the defender's best player, the, the other team's best player. If that's not, you know, what a shooting guard is supposed to do, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what to say. Uh, so again, uh, Jalen Brown, number two for a team that I got finishing number one in the Eastern Conference next year. Um, and of course, the guy that number one, the guy that's on 2K, hopefully he continued to 2K good luck, if you will, uh, with Devin Booker. For the guy, Chris Paul, there's somebody that literally put up 70 points in the game. Still lost, but he put up 70 points in the game. And I think that's something that, you know, you have to just nurture and continue to nurture and nurture and nurture. And we saw that last year and Devin Booker finally coming into his own. Like we were having discussions on whether Devin Booker should be MVP of the season last year. And I think that he's going to continue to, you know, get, go into next season with that fire. But for two, you just got your ass humiliated by Luka Doncic. You were number one seeing and y'all got humiliated. I think if you're going to embody the quote-unquote spirit of Kobe, you better come back and kick some ass next season. I need you averaging damn near 30 points a game next season, to be honest with you. I know DeAndre Ayton just got paid and everything, but you are that guy. We call you the number one shooting guard for a reason. 
go out there and produce, bro. You know what I'm saying? And of course, it's a regular season thing that we're doing, but I need you to produce in the playoffs, dog. If you're going to embody the spirit of Kobe, you, you got to show up, bro. My number five, uh, I think we all got Bradley Bill at five. So that's a good job on us for understanding that Brad Bill is, is a top five shoot guard. Uh, when Brad Bill is right, He's right. <laughs> and I think the Washington will be a better team this season. And so uh, I ain't got to rehash him with Bradley Bill. We all know what to expect from him. Number four, I had Donovan Mitchell. He moved up into my top five when he got traded because I'm like him in that role with Garland, these other two uh, interior defensive bigs is going to do wonders for him because he might not see the best defender every night. Uh, depending on who they're playing. Because uh, somebody, somebody got to guard Garland. Somebody got to guard Kares Avert. Somebody got to guard uh, Donnie Mitchell. So I had him at four. Um, he He's six foot one, quote unquote, putting up 27 a game with ease, man. So uh, give me Donovan Mitchell at four. At three, I got Jalen Brown because Jalen Brown is the, the straw that stirs the cup, in my opinion. Um, for some reason, they clown Jalen Brown because he can't dribble, but the man keeps scoring 50 on people, like 50 and 40. He gave Miami 40, right, Sheedy? If I'm not mistaken, I, was just, <laughs> I mean, and, and Miami is a defensive team, so Jimmy Butler, he ain't no slouch, you know what I'm saying? So uh, Jalen Brown, like Tuke mentioned, I would I prefer Jalen Brown because of what he brings on defense. Um, I feel like if he ever had the opportunity to reach his potential, he could be a Scottie Pippen remix. He's tall. He can play defense. He can score when he wants to. Just got to learn how to effectively dribble the ball. But like I said, the man could put up 50. He gave the Grizzlies, like, what, 40, 30 points in the first half, something crazy like that a couple years ago. So, yeah, give me Jaden Brown at three. I debated if I was going to change my top two, but I'm not. I got Devin Booker at two uh, because Devin Booker is, I mean, best player on Phoenix, even though Chris Paul, I feel like, is the reason why Phoenix is so good in terms of, like, being stable for that organization. Phoenix is, is a very unstable organization, in my opinion, because of DeAndre Aiden's situation with his contract. They didn't want to sign him, but they signed him anyway. It's kind of weird. They wanted Kevin Durant. Why do you want Kevin Durant when you got Booker, CP3, and Aiden? I don't know, and Mikael Bridges. Uh, I want to see Booker at some point long-term without CP3. I'm unsure as to how that looks long-term without CP3. Uh, Chris Paul is like 37, 38 years old, getting up there. You can almost expect an injury at some point from Chris Paul. Uh, so if, if if the Suns so happen to lose Chris Paul at some point during the season, which I expect, and Devin Booker is leading this team because Devin Booker, he, he's a great playmaker. He's an underrated defender. He's, he's the best uh, post-scoring guard, in my opinion. Like his post work, his feet work. If you, if, if you have not watched Devin Booker in the post, watch Devin Booker in the post. He's one of the best players I've seen do it. Uh, as as took mentioned with Kobe, you know what I'm saying? So Devin Booker is number two for me. I got James Harden at one only because I feel like he's super motivated this season. He's lost weight. He played well with uh, Philadelphia when he got traded there. Uh, I think I had his stats. 21, 10, and 7 since he got traded. We all know James Harden can score more. We know that. Uh, I feel like with Embiid and just they are two, they are a perfect mixture. You can do a pick and pop, pick and roll, and I feel like Harden, this is the year that he comes for blood this season because he's in a much better environment. It's not toxic with KD and Kyrie. He's happy. Philadelphia fans are going to love him because he's James Harden. He's a great player, and he buys into the culture. And so I'm rolling with James Harden at one because I feel like this year is going to be a year where he's going to be very dangerous 
at least in the regular season. Y'all know how I feel about James Harden playoffs. I ain't gonna get into that. But regular season, James Harden. Harden. (laughs) (laughs) Regular season, give me James Harden at at number one because I feel like I, I I feel like this is the year where he like bounces back. I feel like this is a bounce back year for James Harden with Melton, with Maxi, with MB, and uh, Tucker, who he's he's familiar with from his time in like Houston. So I got James Harden at one. So five through one, I had uh, Bradley Bill, Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Booker, and James Harden. It'll be different, brother. Yeah, yeah I like the James Harden at one. That was a maybe not as hard as. It shouldn't have been as hard as you thought it was, man. I think James Harden at the number one shooting guard is something he's motivated, like you said. And like I said, even in this role, I think he'll be more effective. Yep. Um, efficient. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's what really elevates him to me. So I could, I clearly rock with the one. That's cool. Right. And before, like, literally the pile, like, I had him at number two. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I just thought about it. It's like, how much more do you expect James Harden scoring average to go? Like, if he were to average the same amount, would you be able to say he's the number one shooting guard in the league? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's kind of where I was with it. But hey, I know we we all know what he can do in the regular season. But it's yeah. the playoffs tonight. Playoffs, yeah. He be he be number ten. Oh, honorable mention the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Something about yeah, that chance of the count. That that hurts him, man. Unfortunately. So were there any shooting guards I had a internal struggle with putting in the top 10? Or just like for any reasons why you didn't include them in the top 10? I was going to put uh, CJ McCollum in the top 10. Um, it didn't really come to a rhyme or reason why. I just felt like everyone else that I chose was going to be better. I can see why I could have changed them out, but CJ McCollum, to me, I agree, will be a top 10 player. And if the Pelicans are going to make some noise, him and Brandon Ingram are going to step up. And then Zion, I think, doesn't need to give you too much. But we've seen Zion give you enough um, in JV. So I think that was the one thing for me was trying to fit in. Where can I put McCollum? And I left him off, but I'm glad y'all didn't. So there we go. Oh, and I'm, I, I'd go with Jonte Murray. Like, I mean, still, like, shout out to y'all for putting him in y'all list. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like with Kyle Lowry last year with Sheedy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, last week. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Y'all know. I still I, ain't. I still ain't. I ain't. I ain't. Hey, man, he's going to prove it this season, man. You know what, though? I, I feel about. like I feel like that's comparable to James Harden, though. Because, I mean, Kyle Lowry, when Kyle Lowry is right, he's right. Like, I, I, I acknowledge that. Because I have caught him top 10 when he was in Toronto. But hey. last season, he came back thicker than cold grits, man. Like, <laughs> no, no, he, he, he averaged the mo- he got the most points. He's a scoring leader for Toronto. Mm-hmm. Kyler, that's crazy, yeah. right? Insane. Uh, um, another player. Uh, also, we got to give a shout out since we're talking about shooting guards. Uh, RJ Barrett just got mm. paid. Uh, shout out to him getting paid, average 20 yeah. points a game. Unfortunately, we just don't have the Knicks in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I actually like RJ. I, I feel like if RJ was somewhere else where he could, where it's not, New York, I guess, where it's like basic. I feel like he'll be a much, a much better player. Like if you, if you, for some reason, a lot of the number two guards. And actually, let's get into this because I, I had one more thing that I, I had written down. How many of these numbers, like these two guards, are actually number one options? Like just from, just from y'all's list. Like how many of y'all would say is a number one option? I'm like book is Booker Booker number one option. I feel like, but book. 
technically James Harden, but he don't. He's he got Embiid. Embiid number one in my opinion in that in that role. Yeah, I will say, but if he if he was back with the Rockets, that he'd be number one. That's fair. Okay, yeah. that's, fair. Mm-hmm. that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, that's, that's fair. Uh, Donovan Mitchell won't be option number one. Bill. 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 Do you think? Yeah. Do you think he's better as number one or number two? Who, Brad Bill? Yeah. Nah, that's, that wasn't a question, Savage. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay. So, better question: If you had a team and you like, this is my uh, number one option. Are you comfortable? Brad Bill, my number one option. Yeah, I am comfortable. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go got, through my list. You got, team, you got a, a legit top to bottom good team around him now. Jalen Jalen yeah. Brown. Yes. As we just as, 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 as number one option. If y'all gonna build a team around him, why can't he be a number one option? Mm, because you, st- I still want that defensive dog. You know what I'm saying? And mm. we still like, we still don't know how good offensively Jason, uh, not Jason, uh, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Be. That's why. That's why I want him removed from like Boston to go somewhere else mm-hmm. where he is. Because because we we had two years of Scottie Pippen as number one option, and he was damn near an MVP candidate. During those two years, yeah, it was. when Jordan mm-hmm. wasn't there, and I feel like I feel like Jalen Brown needs that to get to that next level, and so Miami. I actually expect him to be gone Miami. within two years. Honestly, <laughs> said Miami <laughs> got a nice jersey for him. I, I if, fully expect if, him somewhere else. If Odebo don't work out, don't, don't get me started on the Memphis train with that. Oh, it's, it's, been, it's been it's been three years for me. I've been I've, oh, no four years for me. <laughs> it's been four years since Jalen Brown, Future Grizzly. I, I am with it. I am absolutely with it. That. That fan club. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one player that we didn't mention um, is a uh, scary Terry Terry Rozier. Uh, I, I I I debated, mm-hmm. but Charlotte, eh, they're not gonna make the playoffs this year. Right. But in his role, he's kind of like like a poor man's Fred Van Vliet, where he can he can put up thirty points if he needs to. He's he's a, a pest on defense like Fred Van Vliet. Um, but losing Mikael Bridges, obviously for his his reasons, amongst other things. Idiot. <laughs> it it, it kind of deterred me from even doing it, but uh, I, I I consider him. I, I looked at his stats just to see what, what was going on, but I was like, eh, nah, I, I can't, I can't do it, I can't do it. No, nah, but he's like, to your point, he can give you twenty on a necessary night. He's gonna be feisty on defense. He'll also, you know, guard the best guard or you know, smaller forward as well. Mm-hmm. I think he's um, not undersized, but underappreciated. Yeah. Um, and Charlotte. And, you know, some people, you know, trying to cut some deals earlier. They're going to wait till his contract is up now because they paid him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like Scary Terry, man. I don't know where he goes next, though. I, I know Charlotte can't be the stopping point for him. Right. All right, gentlemen, that's the shooting guard list. Uh, we have to post on social media again, see what everybody thinks. But <laughs> next up, next week. Uh, we got the small forwards. Uh, Anthony Edwards apparently is a small forward. <laughs> I thought it yes, was too at first. I had, I had to check. I'm like, dog, he a small forward. Okay, all right, ESPN. So I, 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 I felt Tooks pangs. I feel like if Anthony Edwards was in this list, I got to put him up high. I guess, well, but he's not. Yeah. He's not. So he's somebody definitely be out. <laughs> he's not. So next week we get the small <laughs> forwards list. Um. We're going to put this episode out a little bit early, so it'll be on Saturday. Hopefully, they, they that the listeners get a chance to, to catch it on the weekend. If not, reposting it on Monday just so y'all can y'all can check it. Um, but, yeah, man, so we'll be back next week. Small force, got to keep this thing going. Stay safe. Be blessed. Peace.